This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 3, Catch and Release. So here we are, Episode 3. Chugging along. Let's start it off with some announcements. Sure. Uh, the first announcement, big announcement. Dun, dun, dun. The first Bonus episode for series two is coming out on Friday. Each bonus episode for series two is going to be the backstory of a specific character. So this one that's coming up on Friday is Kashmir's backstory. You'll get to see uh, where he came from, why he is the way he is, and how he ended up in the Shadowrun business. Uh, each session zero is a one-on-one session between me and one of the cast for series two. Yeah, which is really exciting. A solo run is uh, something you don't really get a lot in a lot of systems, so it's a really fun time to actually just have the all of the GM's attention. <laughs> yeah, Shadowrun's good for that because... Uh, it's it's a team, right? A team of specialists. So everyone has their own role to uh, fulfill. And that means you can do a one-on-one session where someone is just doing what they're specialized at doing. Yeah. And uh, I had a really fun time in mine. So hopefully everyone else had just as much fun. Yeah. You would know that. I wouldn't. Right. I didn't get to listen. You'll just have to listen on Friday to Kashmir's Session Zero. I'm pretty stoked. I'm really, I, I like the whole magic thing. It's something that I've never done in Shadowrun. So yeah. it's, it's a magic in Shadowrun's crazy. Uh, what other announcements do we have? Um, another first for this week, uh, we've got our YouTube launching for realsies now um, on thursday so a little bit of trouble getting it all started up but now it's finally coming out so go there subscribe watch also we have our patreon live um we also had a couple of bumps with that um but now we've got those smoothed out as well there's some pretty cool swag that you can get your hands on if and when you decide to sponsor us uh become our part of our patron family and uh as always uh we've got all of our facebook twitter instagram social media in general email us at fanmail at essential npcs uh plug 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 also uh speaking of things that we really like Shadownet is um, a great place if you want to get into uh, playing Shadowrun, but you don't have a community that you can jump into right away. You actually have one uh, through your interwebs fingertips. Uh, Reddit slash r slash Shadownet. They have lots of tutorials for how to get started. Uh, Don't feel intimidated by it at all if you've never played Shadowrun before. Uh, Message one of the moderators. They're really good about getting people into the game. So let's get into words with the GM. Hello. So last week was uh, episode two of series two. With strings attached. With strings attached. Speaking of sort of literal strings attached, it was also our first combat. We saw some very interesting magic going on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Very first combat of the Shadowrun series. Combat in Shadowrun is an interesting uh, predicament. I wouldn't necessarily call it a predicament, more of a 
cooperative project. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of moving pieces in Shadowrun uh, in general, and in combat it all comes together. Uh, some people might say that in Shadowrun the, uh, uh, it takes a little while to resolve certain actions. Um, you know, you shoot somebody, they can dodge, you have to compare those rolls, and then if you hit them, then you they have to roll armor minus, like, whatever your armor piercing is. There's lots that go into figuring out whether or not you hit somebody and whether or not you damage somebody, and that's just with guns. Uh, you add in matrix stuff and magic stuff, it's a whole slew of, of things that can require a bit of bookkeeping and can slow down the pace of the combat sometimes. What I find really interesting about combat in Shadowrun is that it's not necessarily all right in front of your character. There are three different settings that uh, combat can be going on in. So your mage uh, might be doing something that your street Sammy may not see uh, because it's on the astral plane. And then your street Sammy may be doing something that your hacker... Uh, may not see because it's going on a meat space and they're unconscious somewhere um, working <laughs> in the matrix doing things that someone else can't see. And the only way that um, everybody knows what everybody's doing is through the DNI. Um, the direct neural interface. And if the hacker slash technomancer fails to protect everybody and the DNI goes down, nobody knows what's going on with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Not being able to communicate in Shadowrun is rare and terrifying. <laughs> uh, but with these different layers of basically reality uh, that everyone is acting in, therein lies the way to make a Shadowrun combat run smoothly, despite the fact that it does take a little while to resolve certain actions. Though everyone is working towards uh, a common goal in the combat, one individual's action may not actually directly interfere with another person's action that happens after them. Like a hacker getting a mark on someone's device so that they can hack it next round, that doesn't affect anyone but the hacker that round. So you can have the hacker start resolving those dice rolls while you then move on to the next person in initiative to have them, like the street samurai, go ahead and shoot his gun at somebody. And he shoots his gun at somebody, and then you think that the mage is going to want to cast like a counterspell type thing on one of the sustained spells that's fucking over the team. So you just go ahead and start having the street samurai roll those dice, and you move on to the next person. If you kind of do this little hopscotch bouncing back and forth between people, you can actually have people start to resolve their dice rolls so that finally, like, you know, I, I ask a hacker to do something. I turn, I ask the samurai to do something. I turn back to the hacker, say, how many hits did you get? Okay, this is what happened. And then the, and the, by that time, the samurai is done with what he's doing. So I resolve his thing and I move on. That way you can keep the action going, keep everyone engaged. So you don't have people who feel like one person's turn is taking too long to that resolve. That they haven't gone in like two minutes. And it would be really great if they could like roll some dice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's something that you're really good at in my experience. Um, The one time that I tried to run a Shadowrun game, I did not do any of that. (laughs) And it took forever. So pro tip, um, if you can, you know, move the combat along in that way. It's a, it's a really great way to do that. Yeah, and it keeps everyone engaged and makes it feel very fast and uh, heated, which is what Shadowrun combat actually is. Like, a combat round in Shadowrun is actually just, like, three seconds. So some of these actions you're taking are happening in a fraction of a second. And that breaks down further into how initiative is handled, which is that there are initiative passes. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong at all, but basically everybody rolls their initiative dice and then totals it up, 
And uh, then each turn takes 10 away from that number until they come down to zero. So yeah, you roll a bunch of dice, you get like 29 for your initiative. That means you go once, you drop down to 19. You go again, you drop down to nine. You go again, you're at zero because you only had nine left. You take 10 away each time. There's a little bit of math that goes into Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Dan is the one who says this, is that playing RPGs is one of the best ways to suss out uh, who in your friends group has like basic mathematical skills. Yeah. <laughs> he says it much better. One day I'll ask him. And Doing RPGs definitely keeps me on point with my basic arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite part of the episode? Boomer cutting off a guy's arm. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say my favorite part, at least as a listener, was when... Boomer was talking about, you know, when when I used to be an assassin, uh, often the people who hired you on the job would want proof of a kill, so I'll be right back. And he starts going towards the dead bodies, and everyone's like, no, no, whoa, what are you doing? What? And, he, and then he turns around and goes, what? I'm just going to grab their jackets. <laughs> oh, you thought I was, oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that was a great setup. And uh, Covert's so tricky. Yeah, Covert, Covert's pretty good at those little uh, make someone think he means one thing and then joke about it. Yeah. Uh, that was that was smooth. I liked it. Yeah, definitely. But maybe as a GM, I would say one part I liked was uh, when you guys decided to utilize Bumble's connection with the Red Hot Nukes to neutralize the remainder of the gang. Uh, basically give them the information and let them get away with the spoils. Uh, as a GM, that is a nice, neat way to move the plot along. Um, that I was hoping you guys would go for. Otherwise, we would have had to spend like another episode or two just fighting these violet dog guys, <laughs> um, which I mean is fine. If that's what you guys want to do, that's great. I would make it very fun, but uh, it wouldn't progress the main story along. So it is nice as a as a GM when uh, when players kind of figure out a way to continue on their quote unquote main quest and uh, let the side quest kind of resolve neatly. And uh, that was very satisfying as a GM because then we I could get you basically back where I wanted you to be. But what is your favorite part? So I have two. Oh, I had two also. So there you go. <laughs> it's, it's the second episode. We have two. So uh, one is from sort of a listener player perspective, which is um, the uh, violet dogs. <laughs> um, basically Onyx being like, uh, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're like stitching probably was wrong and they're, you know, they're stupid or whatever. And then like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and that just was really um, fun and like fulfilling to just ha just be like, oh, yeah, those guys are stupid. Oh, they're really stupid. Um, yeah. And Cash was like, oh, I, I owe Onyx a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other one is from a, a sort of a game runner perspective, something that I really admire in a lot of games is um, Redmond felt very dynamic and like having the like people like crowding on the side of the streets and then like running in and taking stuff and like <laughs> um, just painting that sort of picture uh, was really, really rounded out what the street looked like to me. Like I always forget to put urchins in the street. <laughs> um, and that's something that having experienced it would look to do to fill out a world, like make a world rounder. Um, and that was, I think, uh, my favorite part. Oh, thank you. Me. Yeah. It's not Redmond without urchins and people waiting to pick up what the 
stronger people leave behind after killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> and on that pleasant note, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to the story. Series two, episode three, Catch and Release. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softy. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad, if I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. 
between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why cashmere? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi, chummers. They call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama. He's now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left this team... Uh, they were in the middle of a job, uh, trying to track down a wealthy woman's, uh, son who ran away from home. His name is Victor LeBlanc. They tracked him to a concert he had gone to the night before, uh, at a club called the Dragon's Den. There they talked to the owner who said he could find this kid for them if they helped him with a ganger problem he was having um, with an up-and-coming gang called the Violet Dogs. <laughs> um, the team then uh, sought out the Violet Dogs and uh, murderized them in the streets of Redmond. Uh, well, two of them. And took another one um, hostage, found out where the remainder the remainder of the Violet Dog gang, which is a rather small gang, uh, was hiding out and gave that information to a gang that is friendly with Bumbles, uh, the Red Hot Nukes, who have already had some trouble with the Violet Dogs and were more than eager to wipe them out in a show of strength and also collect all the gear that they had. Successfully and effectively uh, removing the Violet Dogs from play uh, in Redmond, um, which is exactly what the club owner Onyx uh, hired them to do. So they have piled back into Boomer's oh-so-lovely uh, vehicle. Bumbles. Uh, Bumbles. It's not mine. Damn it. Uh, that's going to happen a lot. They have all piled into Bumbles' uh, oh-so-lovely vehicle, um, the large Rover 2072, basically gigantic driving war vehicle slash med bay uh, full of drones. Um, they've climbed on in there. Uh and they're heading back to the Dragon's Den. Uh, I would, uh, I'll tell Spot to head back to the Dragon's Den. Arf, arf. I will, uh, good boy. Um, <laughs> and I 
we'll, uh, uh, Mouse, are you boy. still in the, the med bay? Yeah. Um, can I hop in there for mm. a minute? Oh, sure. Wait, then who's driving? Uh, Spot is driving. Oh. The speakers click on. Arf, arf. <sighs> Good boy, Spot. Oh, that explains a lot. Okay, yeah, no, that's, yeah, go for it. Thank Wait, you. Wait, never had a grid guide? And uh, I will <laughs> hop into the med bay and tell the med bay, um, please patch me up. I got hurt by magic. Oh, we have a serum for that. <laughs> All right, thank you. Wait, Spot, I yeah. got hit by some magic. You wouldn't mind there. So you, you reach your arm into the med bay, uh, <laughs> uh, Boomer, and you get injected as well. How much damage did you take, Boomer? Three physical. All right, so that one I actually have to roll for. It will be able to buy enough hits to heal your one physical. Uh, Boomer, you get healed for two of your physical damage. Yay, go me. I can help if you need me. Um, I think, well, you know, I'm fine. I don't know about everyone else. Great, then sure. I mean, I'm good. I think I'll leave. It doesn't take you guys too long to get back to the dragon's den. It's about 20 minutes away. Um, you pull up. Uh, that line hasn't seemed to get much shorter, um, though <laughs> you I, guys have been uh, gone for a little bit. I walk right up to the bouncer. Hey, you again. Yes, you remember me. Yeah, Seagal, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, weird. You have two names here. It says Bumbles, and then in parentheses, Steven Seagal. That's correct. Me and uh, Onyx were quite close. Ah. All right. Well, you're on the list with uh, plus three. Are you, uh, did you go in with the mouse, or did you stay in the car? I guess I'll go in. Okay. And there's four of you here, so that checks out. Uh, <laughs> go on in. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my good man. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your evening, Mr. Seagal. <laughs> you as well. And do watch out for his next movie. It'll be out uh, very shortly. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were a movie star. I, I produce, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He produces magic. I thought that was you. <laughs> yes, also me. Wait, so you're... I thought, how are you magic and... I'm... I, you know what? I'm going to just keep going towards Onyx's office. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to resolve this conversation. Mouse. <laughs> just mouse, mouse, mouse. Mm-hmm. My house. I put my arm around her. I, I lean you, down. Yeah, you have to lean down pretty far. She's like two feet shorter than you are. <laughs> just forget about it. Okay? Um. <laughs> Giant red early <laughs> finger on your lips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys walk down the hall uh, to Onyx's uh, black door. I guess I'll knock, you know. I don't want to be rude. Sure. So, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, who is it? Uh, it's Bumbles and the gang. Oi. Well, that was, that was kind of quick. We're very good at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly so. Uh, come on in. And you hear uh, the door click unlocked. I go in. <laughs> Onyx, you're not going to believe this shit. All right, so this guy made one of them shoot their friend. I don't think you're going to be hearing from them anytime soon or ever. Shit, you, you made him shoot one of his friends? That's cold, man. Oh, oh well. it was brutal. You should have seen the look on his face. I mean, it was really he killed his friend, so I don't really think of myself as having really done it. 
Well, I mean, if you if you were the guy who cast the the you know the mojo that made him, yeah, but he did it. So you know. it was brutal. I was proud of him. Well, you know, whatever helps you sleep at night, man. You can either own it or you can run from it. That's up to you. What? Uh, so uh, have a seat. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, you're you're the mouse one, right? Nice Hi. to meet you in the flesh, Onyx. I know. I I know you know. <laughs> I'm just being polite. Um, <laughs> here, uh, and he uh, offers everyone a drink of that fine uh, uh, liquor that came out of his desk. He's he's gotten another glass. I'll give mine to Boomer again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, soft stomach. Yeah. Yes. All of my insides. <laughs> yes, uh, same for me. Boomer, would you like another? Yes. <laughs> I thought you might. And mouse? Yeah, yeah, I think I'll have one. All right, excellent. Well, at least we got at least we got three of us with balls here. Uh, <laughs> mouse, mouse. And I hand one of the extras to her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a lot. Oh, uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. God, I gotta roll with the Oh, test. right, you do, because he's he insulted you this now. He insulted me. Yeah. <laughs> What's the like DC? Three. I make it. So you you managed you're still a little like confused by this comment about like owning it or running away from it. <laughs> you're like, huh, what does he mean by that? Um so yeah, you don't bite back at him when he says that. Alright, so uh, yeah, you guys finished a lot quicker than I thought you would. Um that's not a bad thing. That's that's fragging amazing. You guys cleaned him up then, right? <laughs> uh yeah. yeah. We uh we took care of them. <laughs> you wouldn't lie to me, right? No. Yeah, I, I, mean, just... I bought you some presents. I give him the I put the jackets on his desk. Right, he sees one of them is thoroughly bloody. Yep. And full of bullet holes. Well, that's fragging great. That's all that's amazing for me. Um, let me make some phone calls really quick. Uh, I didn't expect you guys to be back so quickly, so I haven't heard back from my people yet. But you know, give me a give me a moment. Uh, help yourself to, to more drinks if you like. Um, here. And he, uh, he clicks, uh, uh, like, uh, something in his AR display, um, and, uh, a screen drops down from the ceiling, a big, like, uh, really, really high definition, uh, television screen. And, um, it shows, uh, last night's, uh, performance from the, uh, Free Fall Phoenix, uh, band. And, um, he goes walking out. Um, I actually do pour myself a small drink as I'm sort of considering the conversation we've had. <laughs> and I, uh, I take a sip and I do not like it and I put it back down. <laughs> I, uh... I, before you put it back down, I just take it out of your hand. And... <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Thank you, Boomer. Thank I, you. Uh, I have Spot come back to the external wall again, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Appropriately uh, paranoid Shadowrunner. <laughs> um... Uh, so Mouse finishes her second drink mm-hmm. in as many minutes, I guess. And uh, s- since she already watched the concert from yesterday right? and watching all of the video feeds, she's going to start uh, messing around and mm-hmm. and maybe she's like curious as to what wh- why he would need to leave his office to make calls. So she's gonna try to get some marks and figure out where he's, what he, where he's gone. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a matrix perception test for me. <clears throat> and this concert's awesome. The guy, the one you guys are watching, it's really cool. Six. All right. Uh, so you you locate uh, his 
pan basically as he's walking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you manage to like figure out like, yeah, that's probably him. Um, he's got a decent comm link. Uh, firewall weight rating of five. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna try and get. You're a, gonna try and get a mark on it. Mark on it, and do I need how many do I need to snoop? I think I just need one, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I need just one. Five. Yeah, you get a mark. Okay. Nervous. <laughs> so you kind of like you know the <coughs> the icon for the, his comm link kind of pops up, and you just kind of like drag your little uh, mouse uh, icon followed by the badger icon mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. up to it, and they both kind of like animate like shing shing right. and put a mark on it, and then go back to their corner in your display. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna snoop on what he's doing. All right. Roll snoop. This concept really is quite good. I do enjoy the pyrotechnics. <laughs> Uh, five. Uh, so you, you pipe in, uh, to his comm link and he's like, listen, listen, man, you know, I'm good for the money. All right. It's, it's not, that's not the que- what's in question here. All right. What's in, what's in question is that we had an arrangement, right? You're supposed to feed me information on the, on the, the gangs around here so that I can get the leg up on them and not have to pay them protection money. All right. This is how we work. Is there, is there any reason why our arrangement shouldn't work? Yeah, the arrangement is that you pay me when I send you a bill. You can't just keep ordering more when I haven't been paid. I'm not going to just go looking for stuff. Look, man, all right, I got, I got the money. I'm sending it your way. Give me a second. It's going to transfer in a moment. There's a brief pause. He goes, all right, yep, I see it. There's the, there's the overdue balance. Yeah. But are you going to be able to pay for the information I'm going to give you? Yes, I'm going to be able to pay for I got a, I got a fucking full, full house here, man. It's going to be fine. Just hook me up, right? You're my information broker. Give me the information. This is how we work. I can't make money unless you help me out. <sighs> yeah. All right. Here. The, the Sixer guys. Uh, I'll send you what I got on them. And uh, there's another brief pause. I mean, you can see that there's, you know, matrix data being passed around. Right. Um, and he goes, excellent. Thanks. See, that's all I ask. You know, I, I knew it wouldn't take you that long to, to scoop up what you could. You got, you got connections. That's why, that's why I hired you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to feel hired when you're not being paid. Well, you know. Check's going to be in the mail tomorrow after, uh, after tonight's thing, all right? I mean, I'm just barely keeping my head above water here. Yeah, whatever, Onyx, all right? We're going to have to revisit the deal if you can't uphold your end of the bargain. All right, no, it's fine, it's fine. I, I understand. Won't happen again. Have a good day, man. Yeah, whatever. Click. I stopped snooping. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a brief pause, and then uh, Onyx comes walking back in. He's like, all right, so uh, do I deliver or what? I got, I got, your, uh, I got your information right here little data packet on a group called and he kind of looks at it in his AR display and goes Havoc 66 apparently is what they call themselves and he uh, sends you all the, uh, the data packet it pops up in all your ARs mm-hmm. uh, he's like alright so looking through this yeah, there's doesn't seem to be that much on them I mean you know they I don't know if they're new or just really good at keeping a low profile but uh, just a couple mentions here and there it seems like a they're a thorn in some of the corpse sides. That's, that's more, of what, more or less what I'm seeing here. Uh, new players, maybe, maybe not. Doesn't seem like they really hold any turf. They've scrapped with a couple of gangs here and there. Uh, but, yeah, not much more I can give you but the, the name, uh, Havoc66. Um, and, oh, hey, yeah, right here. There we go. Uh, my information broker, he was able to find your fella right here. And... Uh, he indicates a part uh, which, you know, pops up since you're all like sharing the same file and pops up and highlights. And he's like, yeah, right here. Uh, after he left my club, 
um, my my uh, my guy was able to kind of follow him along through various uh, uh, you know security camera footage and a uh, couple people cyber eyes. It looks like man, he's good. Um, <laughs> they're holding him up um, in some place. Uh, they they set him up. They they left him alone there. Those three guys. They dropped him off at this uh, this address here, not too far from here, and. That's where he seems to be right now. Uh, there we go. Upholding my end of the bargain, yeah? Uh, great. Thank you so much. Reaper. Right, well, you've been very helpful, Onyx. Uh, I guess we'll be on our way. Oh, how, how? quick question. How long have they had him there? Well, uh, they took him there last night. He's been there th- through the afternoon. Um, looks like my... My guy flew a drone by to make sure he was he was still there, and it seems like he is. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mister Onyx. Hey, and thank you guys for for taking care of those those fucking gangers for me. Hey, if you yeah. need any more work in the future, no, I'll call you guys up right right away. That's for sure. Also, uh, kind of enjoy this place. If I could get in whenever, that would oh, be. Oh yeah, no, you, you guys are on the VIP list forever. Um, not under those stupid fake names though. You are Bumbles. You're Cashmere, uh, your mouse and your boomer. Could I make one request? Yeah, what's that? Could I be on the list under my fake name? <laughs> Isn't Cashmere? Oh my god, did your parents name you Cashmere? No, no, no. As Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, uh, no. It's already the paperwork's already been filed. I, I. Oh well, I mean, I suppose that's fine then. <laughs> yeah. So there you guys go. If you wanna, if you wanna stay, I mean, you can you can watch the show tonight if you want. Uh, that would be lovely, but we are on the job. Oh, right. Timetables and all that. I understand. Professionals. That's, that's why, uh... That's why I have the suit. Yeah, you should uh, see about those stains, brother. Well, you know, I only own suits, so this is sort of my work suit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, like I said, you guys are welcome in Dragon's Den whenever. Hey, you should ask him about screening your movie here. I will oh, yeah. send you a message later, Onyx, about the film but, that I am producing. Yeah, but you're not really... Just wait He's for my message later about the film. Sure. Yeah, he kind of looks confusedly <laughs> at, uh, at Mouse and you guys, and is just like, whatever. <laughs> uh, this would be a great place for a premiere, except for it's in Redmond. But that would be okay if you... I mean, because we cleared out all the gangs, so it should be okay. Yeah. That logic follows. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good to me. You guys head on out of Dragon's Den? Back to our main job. We, uh, we get in the spot. I have him head towards the coordinates. Um, about what time of night is it? It's about, like, a good... It's, like, nine or ten. Uh, the opening act is about to go on. I wouldn't mind having some time to sort of re-prepare, you know, magic stuff. Well, you know, there's a bed in the back. Oh. Dibs. No, uh, I'm on it already. <laughs> See, I mean, what if we just reconvene in a few hours? I mean, isn't it really close? It's 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 not that far away. Here, I'll show you how far it is. And I send the map to you. See, it's really close. Oh, yes. No, it's very close. It's just sort of um, magic, you know? It's, um... No. Exactly. Um, He's got to recharge his... Uh, my magic, uh-oh. yes. How about this? We'll head there. 
Mouse can take a look around if it looks like he'll keep for a few hours. We've got a safe house nearby. Can all rest up and come back. If it looks like maybe, you know, we're sort of on the clock and need to get him now, we can do that. Does that work? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, you got it, Mouse. Yeah, so um, about it's about like another 25 minutes to get to where... Uh, Victor is reportedly being held. Um, in that time, uh, you have been doing, you know, light activity at best, uh, effectively resting. Um, right. So you can go ahead and roll uh, to heal some of that stun damage. Oh, cool. Also, I'd like to um, shoot a message to, I guess, do I know the fake ID dealer who I got a fake ID through? Mm, no, your only contact's Dr. or Mr. Hurst, right? Um, Mr. Hurst and the Cutters and my Talismogger. Right. Uh, Mr. Hurst basically arranged for you to get a fake ID. He didn't, uh, um, he didn't disclose that person's information. I sent him a message and asked if I could pay to get another really quick for someone else. He sends back asking, uh, what kind of degree of subterfuge do you want? Would you like just a name and some stuff that looks good at a glance. Do you want biometrics? Uh, basically effectively asking you what rating. Um, enough to get them effectively away. I mean, the best rating you could get includes biometrics and stuff, and that's going to be uh, like rating five or six. Basically just like a fake that can get someone on a plane and help them start a new life. Four or five will probably do that. Sure. Um, he says he'll look into it and get back to you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, roll a body plus willpower to uh, to heal up your stun damage. That's uh, that's three. All right, you're good, uh, guys. I've been I've been recharged. We uh, we're all good. We're all good here. The magic is all good. <laughs> Great. Uh, so you guys get there, and. <laughs> It's a uh, it's like a small little uh, thin apartment building, like almost like it was like built between two. Uh, the two on either side uh, are like destroyed, um, just like burnt down or shot down. You know, you're in you're in Redmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one uh, is somewhat intact, and uh, yeah, you you're according to the data packet you have on Victor. Um, it says he is staying on the second floor, apartment one. All right, I will park a an inconspicuous distance away, <laughs> um, and then I will have the fly spy go take a look. Okay, are you jumping into the fly spy or are you just having it do its thing? Yeah, I'll hop in the fly spy. Okay, uh, and stick my brain in the machine. Yeah, so roll a piloting test for me, pilot aircraft. And I would like to astrally project. And you do? Where do you want to go? I uh, want to go check out the apartment. Okay. You whoosh, right through the uh, the second floor window. Uh, you see an aura of somebody. Uh, you can ascend them if you want. I will do that. Yay! That's three on pilot aircraft. Cool. Yeah, you fly the fly spy up uh, to the window, which is closed. Do you want to try and get inside the building? Or are you just trying to peek through the window? I suppose I will try and get inside the building. Okay, uh, so you fly down uh, to the the ground floor. You actually find a broken window. You zip in through that. And you're in uh, an apartment on the ground floor. You kind of zip around and go underneath the door there. And then you're in the uh, hallway. You find the stairs. And you go under the door frame there and just continue your way up. And you actually get into the uh, the uh, apartment number one, floor two. Uh, and you see um, Victor 
sleeping on the bed. All right. Is there anything else notable? Uh, roll a perception test for me. And how about your sensing test, Cashmere? I got a four. You got a four? Ooh. Yes. Uh, he's, he's not awakened. Um, okay. He also doesn't have any cyberware. It's short of short of like one cerebral booster that he has, <laughs> um, but like nothing else. Like he's not like wired up in anything heavy. Um, or what's his mood like? Uh, well, he's sleeping, so you can tell that like he's he's having like a restful sleep right what, now. What are his dreams like? Uh, you don't have that spell. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a spell. You can enter someone's dreams. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Ooh. You just get that he's like resting and and seems like it's a good sleep. That's a one on perception. All right, you see Victor laying on the bed. <laughs> All right, I'll just kind of climb up onto the ceiling and just, you know, hang out and mm-hmm. look around. So do I see any other auras around in this apartment? Uh, no. No, you don't. Um, I'm going to manifest. Okay. And take a look around. Sure. Uh, you, you do that. Um, roll the perception test for me. It's also worth noting that when he's actually projecting, that is uh, one of the moments where the rule of always being in communication with your team uh, is broken. Uh, if someone's actually projecting, they can't think, speak at you. <laughs> All right. Well, then everyone but Kashmir can see the inside of this room. Yep. <laughs> I've got a three. Who All right. can also see the inside of this room because he is there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you notice... You can actually the- see me. You notice the little fly spy uh, go up and hook onto the ceiling. You're like, oh, there he is. Uh, you actually can't see him through the fly spy because oh. um, you're Cause a ghost, essentially. Uh, you look around, you see Victor there, um, and you see uh, strung to the door is a string that goes around the trigger of a shotgun that is aiming at the door. It's, to keep it's, him in or to keep people out? It's if someone were to open that door without him taking the string off of the shotgun, it would shoot the person oh, who goodness. came in. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to then just sort of unmanifest sure. and just sort of look around a bit at some of the adjacent apartments. Uh, a couple of them are empty. A couple of them have people sleeping in it. Well, there's one where people are having sex. Uh, mm. uh, you sense them. They're having a good time. <laughs> manifest. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, Okay, nothing, no, nothing, nothing suspicious. suspicious yeah. Um, um, I have a question. The window into this apartment, mm-hmm. where does it face outward? Um, it, fa- it faces um, basically the alleyway. Everyone, I have a plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I've popped back into my body, by the way, and relayed the shotgun thing. I have a rather strong winch on, on spot. One of my drones can carry the winch above uh, the apartment that Victor is in. And we can drive backwards up the wall and just, you know, break the window, grab him, shove him in the back. (laughs) Well, um, that's an idea. It might be a bit conspicuous if people are holding him there. Uh, It's also a great way to get him out of there. Hmm. Why don't we just knock on the door? I suppose we could do that. All right. I'm going to matrix perception. Sure. Um, Kashmir, you're, you get a little private comm message from uh, Mr. Hurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he says he just needs some information on 
the person in question, and he can mm-hmm. have the uh, ID for you by the end of the night. Great. I um I sent him Victor's information. He says he needs pictures and stuff too. But I've got pictures. You do have a picture of him. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. He said then he says he can work with that. <laughs> um, and he he uh, yeah they says I can work with that. And that's the last message you get from him. Thank you. What'd you get on your matrix perception? Uh, five. Uh, you're just looking for silent things or um, something specific? So I'd like to, well, yeah, I'd like to see if there's anything running silent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd like to take a look at the the building and in general, what's going on with it matrix-wise. Like, is it just like TVs and, and you know? I mean, there's some guns in there. Mm-hmm. Um and there's plenty of appliances. Uh, the front door is, uh, you know, linked up to a buzzer system. Uh, I mean, it's just a jumble of of various like everyday tech and also some weapons because Redmond. Right. So I was thinking, kind of a hybrid between your idea of going up the side of a building and um, my idea of just walking in and saying hi. Um, so Boomer, you're really good at like stuff, right? Where you like, you could jump out of a window and just, I'm so good at stuff. You could like jump out of a window and like be okay. Right. Are you fragging crazy? (laughs) Who jumps out of a window? Well, it's only the second story, right? Oh, I still really don't want to jump out of a window. It seems. I have an idea. Brainstorm. I have these special gloves that let me climb up the wall. Well, because I could buzz you in (laughs) and you could just go in. And then, you know, if there was trouble, you can just maybe you could shoot the winch and he could like ride the the winch down. I can have like a drone carry the winch. I drive a bit away and the winch is now a zip line straight into the trunk. (laughs) Mate. That is the single best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> well, we got a plan. Let's go. Oh, okay. wait. Um, but before you buzz him in, I did tell you about the shotgun on the door, didn't I? Yes. Well, I'll just, I was just going to climb up, go through the window. Oh, sure. Right. Oh, I don't even need to buzz you in then. Is there an alarm on the window? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, I'll just grab him and zip line down. Yeah. Won't be a problem. Uh, you wouldn't have any extra drones that could possibly go up there with me to cover me while I zip line down with this guy. Absolutely, I could send drones with you. Oh, yeah. All right, so you guys pull around to the alley. Boomer gets out of the car, looking up at the uh, second-story window. Um, what's dro- what drones are going with him? Uh, I have Red Leader, you know, carry the winch. Yep. And uh, the other rotor drones. Okay, so three roto drones, one of which is carrying a winch, yes. red leader. All right, so yeah, they kind of sit there hovering behind Boomer. This is awesome. I'm humming Flight of the Bumblebees as I put on my gecko tape gloves. And also I load my pistol with stick and shock rounds. Okay. Uh, uh, you get up to the wall. Um, it's definitely going to be a little difficult getting up it because it still has certain damp spots from when it was raining earlier, uh, oh, which would render your, your uh, gloves ineffective. But it's dry enough that you think you can go up there. Um, I'll let you roll gymnastics at a minus three. That hurts. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I'm taking this personally. <laughs> Four. All right. Uh, 
very gingerly and kind of awkwardly, you manage to only place your hands, feet, and knees on patches that are almost completely dry. Um, and you manage to get up to the window. And uh, Freaking Seattle, be fine. <laughs> Freaking time. You find it unlocked. Uh, so does Red Leader have to do anything to attach the winch? Uh, no, I mean, he can just hand it off to Boomer, and Boomer can just go plop above the window. Right. Uh, the winch has uh, the, like, gecko tips it's and magnets. Yes, winch. yes, the advanced winch. <laughs> so it just goes whoosh and, like, just, like, fans out and attaches itself to the side of the building. And I, you know, I move the car enough so that the, the line is top. Yep. And slanted in such a degree that it is not fatal. Well, <laughs> it's uh, and, uh, yeah, Boomer, you can climb on in. Roll a stealth check for me. You probably just could have jumped out of the window on top of the car and then... That's probably true, actually. <laughs> right, but this way has a zip line. <laughs> Four successes. Four successes on yourself? Yes, sir. All right, you climb in cat-like through the window and don't seem to wake Victor. And I think to myself, oh, he's going to wake up when I grab him. <laughs> uh, how far away is he from the window? Like three steps. It's a small apartment. I pick him up in one arm and jump out the window and uh, <laughs> zip line down. All right. Um, roll a strength uh, check for me uh, as he fights against you holding on to him. Two. All right. He goes, ah, what the? No. As you, uh, as you have him just like, like, a, like a football under your arm uh, <laughs> and you jump and hook your... Uh, He's uh, like the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hook uh, your belt around the, uh, around the zip line and zip down with him in one arm. And he kind of struggles a little bit. You get hit in the face. You don't even realize it uh, as you <laughs> and land right by the, uh, uh, the car, which the uh, trunk is open and you could toss uh, Victor in there. Oh, get in there, you little scamp. Oh, what the hell? Ka-chunk. And uh, he immediately tries to go for the door, which I'm assuming locks. Does not open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and at that point, he turns around and tries to run, uh, climb out of the back uh, past Mouse. Past me? Yep. I, I, pull I, uh, him, I, I just pull him back into his seat. Well, no, well, no you're, you shut the thing behind him, so you're still walking around to get into the... Uh, oh. uh, into the side door, and in that moment, he is clamoring back past Mouse, almost shoving her out of the way. So as he's like coming at me, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna extend my arm and push out glitter and re- like, like <laughs> release glitter. It's been much less cruel if I just shot him with a stick and shock. <laughs> he's never gonna get that glitter off. <laughs> <laughs> glitter, glitter is definitely the sword embedded in my yeah. arm. So, so Mouse uh, <laughs> extends her her uh, chrome arm. And a very sharp looking uh, sword just shunk right at, flies right out of her uh, forearm uh, along the back of her, her fist and uh, just like pops out right in front of him. And he like stumbles back and like kind of puts his uh, back uh, against the, the trunk of the car again, looking at uh, Mouse and the big shiny sword that just popped out of her arm. And it's like, who, who the frag are you guys? I'm gonna point it uh, oh, God, Mouse, put that away. Spot. He was running away. Well, he's not anymore. But That's could, what I got this for. Could you, know, you sedate him? Look, he's got stick and shock rounds. It's not going to kill him unless I just keep shooting him. Uh, so, Boomer, you pull out your stick and shock? 
Well, I was just showing everyone like, hey, oh, okay. we don't need a blade. I got a gun. So, yeah, you're showing you're showing the gun uh, at that moment. Uh, Spock goes, Arf, Arf, and the uh, Valkyrie mod goes, of course, Bumbles. And a little arm like comes out of it with a needle. And he's like, what the? Ah! And it uh, hits him in the in the in the in the throat and injects him with some narco jet. He's like, what the fucking who the fragger you guys are going to. Oh, and he falls <laughs> over. <laughs> Why did we do all of that to him? And then I retract glitter. And I well, go. he's freaking out, and he's being rather unreasonable, I think. Unreasonable? Wouldn't you freak out if you were grabbed from your bed by the by the fragging boogeyman? <laughs> you what, mate? <laughs> you what, mate? <laughs> Who you calling the boogeyman? The guy who grabs kids in the night from their beds. Can okay, number I one, he's legally an adult. <laughs> Can I just remind everyone, we are paid to return him. Yes? Yeah. This is our job. Mm -hmm. yes. That is why we did that to him. Someone gave us money. <laughs> right? But in you realize you're a paid criminal, right? Well, I mean, yes. You're, you're a criminal. Uh, criminals of strong... <laughs> Big red Oni finger <laughs> on your lips. <laughs> You're a criminal. I don't want to cry. What your life consists of now is kidnapping people, and <laughs> killing them, and doing rather unpleasant things to people. Don't worry, after the first couple, you don't really feel anything anymore. <laughs> Please get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that got. Surprisingly sad very quickly. <laughs> uh, Spock, can you just take us to this lad's home? Um, what's I'm arf, I'm, arf. I'm like trying to lift him up onto the stretcher, but I can't do it. Are you using just one arm or are you using both arms? I'm using my left arm. Your left arm, not the chrome arm? Not the chrome yeah, arm. Yeah, so you can't do it. Yeah. Um, could someone help me strap him into the uh, Spock, can you uh, lift him onto the bed? I got arf, it. Arf. <laughs> Sorry, Oh, no. Oh, I made Spot sad, too. <laughs> Spot just doesn't have arms to lift a guy onto a bed. Oh, that's right. I that got was, it. I got it. And that was I'd a pick plan. Him up. That I pick him up with one hand and just set him on the thing. All right, so Boomer just easily lifts him up and sets him down. And I gently buckle him in. Into the uh, Valkyrie Bay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sad that I'm not in it. And then I take the pilot chair in the back. <laughs> uh, the Valkyrie Bay lights up. Would you like me to resuscitate him? No, thank you. Is he dead? No, I'm... Would you like me to wake him up? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, right uh, right up. Wait, yes. No. Y yes? No. No. Bumbles. Later. No. No. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Bumbles. And then later. Thank off. you, Spot. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> later, medical man. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys start driving. Uh takes you a bit because, you know, you have to drive down through Bellevue and get back there. Um, uh, do I get any word from Hurston this time? Uh, yeah, you get a, you get, you basically get a data packet um, as you guys are entering the neighborhood. Like you're just down a block or two from uh, where, uh, where you're dropping this kid off at. I'm going to contact mm -hmm. Helen with the number that she gave us. Mm -hmm. Hello. Yes. Hi. Um. Here's Bumbles. <laughs> uh, okay, Bumbles. Uh, we have Victor. Oh, you do. Thank. We're on our way to you now. Oh, perfect. Oh, God, don't don't even tell me what he was getting into. I don't want to know. Just, um, you know, you know where uh, we loaded up the limo. 
Sure. Um, don't go there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want you guys in my neighborhood in whatever vehicle you're driving in because it's not one of the sanctioned vehicles for this building. Um, so instead, go to these coordinates, and she sends you uh, coordinates uh, further south. Uh, of Bellevue, uh, pretty close to where you live, uh, Kashmir, just on the border uh, between uh, the southern border of Bellevue, basically, uh, where there are some not so great places. Like, they're not like bad. There's still like police patrols and stuff, but there's like some factories there and stuff. And uh, she she pings a, a location of one of those and says, like, I'll, I'll meet you guys there. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, Mouse, can you please check out what's going on around there? I do a matrix search. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't have to buy that many hits. You can Google Maps that uh, and scroll down. You see it's an it's a, a automated uh, sewing uh, factory. Like, it, it, like, it, you know, it, it like make, it's like a fabric. Yeah. Uh, right. Like the kind that screwed over the uh, violet dogs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, you know, it, it, the company, you pop up on their page. It's just like it's one of their many uh, factories that just turns out like curtains and like, you know, random clothing, bed sheets, stuff like that. They just have like these automated uh, mm-hmm. uh, assembly lines for making all these different things. Cuts oh. the fabric, sews it all together, packages it up. And then loads it into a truck so that all they have to do is bring a driver in. So there's pretty much no people around, basically. Correct. Or there shouldn't be. Correct. And so what did the data packet that I got say? Uh, It's a fake ID um, with uh, the image and age all matching uh, Victor. Um, His his name is, uh, on the ID, it's Floyd Ryan. And uh, it, it just says that, like... Seattle born, uh, it has like some fake family history there, like who his parents are, orphan. Yeah, it, you know, it, it doesn't really have much more beyond that. It's just like a normal national sin. Uh, cool. If you dig deep enough, it doesn't have any biometrics linked to it or anything like that. But okay. most like police scanners and stuff aren't going to do that thorough of a background check. Um, does he have a com link on him besides the one that we found in his room? Yeah, you reach into his his uh, pocket. He has he has a com link. Am I am I able to send that to him? Uh, you can. Yeah, I mean, you can see what the number is by like you know opening up the lock screen and then like fucking with it a little bit. Uh, I mean, you you guys probably see him messing with. Uh, with Victor's phone. What are you doing? Um, I'm just, uh, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I send him the fake ID. And, uh, how much did that cost me, by the way? I'll get to that after this. Okay. That's uh, a, that's a great thought, though, uh, Kashmir. Um, Mouse, would you mind digging through his phone? Oh, sure. Oh, no, there's no need for that. Um... Uh- Oh, there, uh, we, there's no need for that. I, mm, I think maybe there might be. It's like Mouse's permanently Jedi mind trick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, well, maybe I should. Uh, okay, yes, sure, go right ahead. Wait, before, I've, have I sent this message yet? No, you don't have to have. I mean, okay. this, this happened, like, as you were unlocking the thing, so. Sure. I don't know how quick, uh, you could roll, roll, a, roll a, a logic minus one test for me, see how long it takes you to actually figure out his comm number by messing with the lock screen. <laughs> Great. So so don't roll two successes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now roll edge for me. <laughs> your finger is basically, as they say that your finger is about to hit the send. Let's see if you can edge your way out of this. I got a hit. A hit? 
All right, fine. So yeah, you 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 pull your finger off of the uh, off of the send button. And go yes, of course. Uh, I almost accidentally send one of those like voice messages that yeah. nobody means to send. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hands you the comic. Sure. Let me just uh, see it back um, after you're done. Okay. I don't think there'll be anything on it when I'm done, but sure. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll uh, get marks to data dump everything yeah. on it. Yeah, two marks. Oh, wait, what are you doing to it? Uh, she She's just going to download everything that's on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you need two marks to do that, though. Okay. I don't think that uh, that'll be much of a problem. How many hits did you get? <laughs> so many. <laughs> oh, Were you going for two marks at once? or? Yeah, I was going for two marks. All right. I got ten hits, but I can only keep eight. Oh, too bad. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get two marks on it, no problem. And you crack it open and start the uh, file transfer of everything that's on that phone. Sure. Um, um, and then can I um, set, I don't exactly know what this would be, um, but can I set, like, I don't want it to be a data bomb, but, like, uh, like a backdoor, like, permatrace, so if he runs away again, like, is that something I can do? Like, if he, like, leaves the greater Seattle area and it pay like, if that, sort of coordinate uh, like that set of conditions happens that i like get a ping or his mom gets a ping or something you could use that uh bootstrap program yeah with a reformat action uh to basically set that up yeah okay so so mouse what are you doing over there (laughs) that's a format format action okay oh i'm just like downloading all this stuff that uh uh, off of it so we can tell where he was and who he was with sure, and like fine. you know make sure that he can't like go away again oh um i'm sorry what's that i'm i'm downloading everything that he no uh, i got that uh the part after that you, you asked me what i said and i told you i was doing editing and go the... away again yeah um mouse could you please not do that why? I feel like that's helpful, and then we could get more money. No, no. no, well, no Mouse, if first he of runs all, Mouse, away again, and then we're hired, then we get more money that way. Yes, Boomer makes a good point. But also, maybe it's not such a bad thing if he runs away again. But he seems... I mean, that was like a flop house. He, that's not very good. I think that it's better for him to stay with his mom. No. She obviously loves him. Mouse, no. Um, she does not. <laughs> she... What? She doesn't love him. Did she tell you that? something to advance her career. No, I just... I know. With magic? Uh, No, just... I don't don't know. I I didn't have parents. I... Don't parents love you? I did. Yeah, in theory. Sometimes. They're supposed to. (laughs) It all of a sudden got really sad. Really fast. (laughs) Um, I got seven hits. They are supposed... Supposed to, yes, but... Well, why would she want us to bring him back? For her career. But, he, I mean... He's just something to help he, help her advance her career. So, because, then, so, then, so she could have the nice family and the white picket fence. No, not a nice family, not a white picket fence. A better job. Well, on the outside. And a better title. Why would you want a white picket fence? <laughs> well, oh well, statistically, they are the nicest fences. I've seen them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. No, Mouse, please, just trust me on this one. She's not a good woman. It's her fault that he's running off like that. Oh. Um, just... But then why, we shouldn't bring her, we shouldn't bring him back. No, we should. I'm going to make sure that after we do bring him back, 
he can run away again in a way that he can never be found. Can I just jut in? What was on his comlink? I'm just curious. Perhaps, you know, we found nothing on his sort of phone that mom could see. I'm just kind of curious about what's on his private phone. That's maybe, you know, interesting. Uh, so you start looking through it. Um, there's several text messages. Um, it's it's a lot uh, with similar numbers. Um, the short way to do it, as opposed to reading you every single text that he's been sending and receiving, is that he's been texting these people uh, who are part of an organization called Havoc 66 for the better part of six months. Um, and he's started meeting with them. He met them at one point when he was just like, trolling around the bad parts of Redmond, trying to be tough. And um, he basically has been begging them to let him join them. The exact nature of Havoc 66 seems rather vague. Um, Via the text, you assume that they probably talked more about stuff in person, not through messages. But uh, it seemed like he had arranged to go to the concert with them, uh, meet up with them, and then they were going to hold him up in um, in that basically safe house. Uh, until um, the next night after you guys picked him up, where they were going to pick him up and take him to the Havoc 66 initiation. And uh, he was going to go through the initiation process and become a member. And that's generally what you get out of it, uh, is that, and he seemed extremely excited to do that. So I tell them all that, and then I do a, did I already do a matrix search on Havoc 66? You did. You got six hits and nothing came up. And nothing came up. So yeah, so there's like this club that is a secret and that he was going to join, and I can't find anything on it anywhere, and I'm pretty good at finding stuff on the matrix, and it seems really Uh, not on the up and up. Are you able to search the Lone Star records of the local area? I don't know what Lone Star is. Uh, it's it's one of the security corps. There's Lone or, Star like, and Night <clears throat> Errant. The local police. Who are yeah, the local yeah. Police there's there's Lone Star and Night Errant. Uh, Night Errant has most of the uh, public uh, security contract now. Oh, well, uh, they took it from Lone Star a few years back. Got it. Um, to do that, you would have to hack into a Lone Star host and um, get into the files that way. That's like re- like I can- of course they can do it, but it's like pretty risky um because i'd have to actually hack into their host um which would mean that i would have to actually hack into the police (laughs) yes that does sound problematic which i can do but i want to have like a really good reason to do right Um, so here's sort of how i see it now i'm sympathetic to you know bad parents right um we are paid to retrieve him um we are not paid to, you know, do anything beyond that. So I think we return him, collect our money, and then who cares? The I last agree. thing you want to do in this business is care about anything. But I care about you guys. Well, that's, that's, that's different, but... Well, but that's anything. <laughs> All right. You win, checkmate, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... I'm just saying... When you're dealing with the targets, you can't get attached. Because uh, we do a bunch of shitty stuff. Right, so this is a good chance this to is shitty. sort of break that up. We're terrible people for doing this. No. This is how we make our money. I, uh, Mouse, you were able to reformat it um, to ping uh, 
Me. Helen. Oh, you specifically? Okay. Yeah. Uh, to ping you if he were to leave the leave the vicinity. Again. Like the greater Seattle area. Yeah. 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 So I've got a way for him to get away after we've collected our money, and I would like to make that happen. The kid's going to run away anyway. Might as well keep him out of the gangs. Maybe he could run in the shadows. I mean, that is an option. That some have taken. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just... It looks like there shouldn't be anybody else around because the place is is just an automated factory. So so we'll just go there and we'll give him over. Uh, Yes, great. And then can I see the phone for a second? The comlink? Sure. Thanks. So then I... I, like, message him the fake ID and, like, a thousand new yen and say, after we get our money, get a plane ticket, get out of here, uh, stay away from the 66, just run. Just become someone else. Okay. Uh, You do that. Did you undo your formatting or did you keep it the way it is? No, I kept it. Okay. Uh, So you send that through. You put the comlink back in his pocket. Uh, Bumbles, you... Pull up in front of the factory. You see a familiar-looking limo. Can I do a matrix perception to see if there's anybody running silently or more people than I expect there to be around? Sure, yeah. Five. Um, you see uh, the limos running silent. There are uh, three pans running silent, um, two of which have very high-quality SmartLink weapons linked to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some cyberware as well. And, uh, as you guys pull up, uh, the limo flashes its headlights at you. Be careful. There's some, there's more people than I thought should be here. Well, one of the pans you do recognize as Helen's pan. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to, uh, astrally project really quick. Sure. And take a quick look around. Uh, you do that. Um, are you, you see the blob of technology that is the car. Are you trying to peek your head into the limo or... First, just sort of around the like warehouse. Sure. Uh, you look up and you do see a spirit lingering up uh, above the warehouse. What kind? Uh, it is a spirit of Earth. And then, do I see any other auras around in the warehouse? Mm, no, no. I'm gonna take a peek in the limo. All right. You uh, poke your head in the limo, and you can sense the people in there if you like. I would There's three to. people in there. Okay. Uh, that's four hits. All right, with four hits, uh, you see, so you, there's two people in the front, one in the back, um, and the two in the front, um, one of them has a ton of cyberware. Uh, you see it just all, all this like black blobby technology within his, uh, within his body. Um, various areas, uh, you could probably identify like wired reflexes, ortho skin, uh, cerebral boosters, uh, et cetera. There's more, um, the guy next to him is not cybered up at all and is awakened and has a magic rating higher than yours. Oh. In fact, with four hits, you know the exact magic. So uh, he has a magic of eight. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to pat back to myself. Oh, do I know the like the force of the spirit? Yeah, you peek up there. It's a force uh, eight spirit. Oh. <laughs> I pop back to the to my body. Guys, I'm not sure I like this. Uh, oh, and you did, uh, you recognize the aura in the back as Helen. Right. Yeah. I assume she was in there. Yeah. Guys, I'm not sure this is good. Um, there's a very, a man with a lot of cyberware and a very, very powerful mage 
sitting in the back, who has a spirit above us, who, which is also quite powerful. All right. The limo flashes its headlights at you again. I, uh, I flash mine back. Okay. And I, I start slowly approaching. Um, I think maybe none of us get out of the car. Does that sound good to you? Stay out along the side of the mage. Uh, it's for the spirit. We might have to deal with that. At um, least we can neutralize some of the threat if they're wanting to get squarely. We just release the... We request uh, to uh, forward the money to our fixes. We release the kid. And we get out of here. Uh, the driver and passenger front of the uh, limo opens up. Both of these gentlemen step out. They're wearing um, very, very uh, sturdy-looking security armor. Uh, not quite mil-spec armor, but close. And... Uh, they, uh, they don't level guns at you. They don't do anything threatening. Uh, one of them simply puts his hand up once you get close enough and, uh, to gesture that you should stop. All right. I would like to, as non-threateningly as possible, sort of reverse, like mm-hmm. so my back is facing them, mm-hmm. and just open the trunk so they can see Victor. And me. <laughs> you know, mouse, hop, hop, hop to the front. <laughs> oh, and I'd also like to um, summon my spirits of... Uh, plant and air into the car. Okay, sure. Uh, they both uh, show up. These are the bound spirits, uh, Eraga and Kuraga, yep. your two best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just show up in Astral to you, uh, right next to you. Thanks, guys. We might have something to do here. Uh, Eraga kind of flaps his uh, ethereal wings a little bit like he's uh, like he's ready to fight if needed, and um, the uh, the plant uh, you know flows around like lotus petals uh, around like almost making a wreath around your your shoulders to kind of comfort you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Aww. guys. Uh, they see Victor and um, the not mage, the one uh, who has all the cyber and everything. He steps around from the uh, behind the door. Uh, he is carrying a uh, light machine gun. And he uh, walks up, not threateningly. He just walks up. He has the gun ready if needed. Um, and he, he checks Victor's vitals. Before he reaches in. Mm-hmm. Before he reaches in. Well, um, hold on. <laughs> and I, like, unbuckle him. <laughs> I, like, push the gurney as close to him as possible. Is that something that could happen in the car? I think so. Yeah. It could probably stick out a little bit, and yeah. like, stick it out. Uh, like, here you go. All right, mate. I, you, looks like you got your hands full. I'll take him over. And I heft him up on my shoulders after he checks his vitals. Oh, you you help him pick up a yeah, a Victor. All right. I mostly want to ask. I mostly want to talk about his gun. So <laughs> I take small chat with him. All right. Well, so as you climb out of the car with Victor over your shoulders, uh, he kind of like he doesn't point the gun at you, but he like readies it and walks behind you. Um, he doesn't say anything, or he, or he does. He goes, "Take him to the limo. No oh. funny business." Where the frag else would I take him, mate? Just walk. Oh, uh, which side? Which side do I put him on? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, if someone's uh, all right, there's so no I one go around. To, we checked. I go to the driver's side back. Yep. Uh, the I door the opens door. up. You see Helen in the back. Uh, she's trying not to look at you. Hello. Hello, Boomer. Uh, I see you have Victor. Thank you. Put yeah, him in, please. Well, uh, you got the payment. Uh, Yes, yes, um, Reginald, stick, and stick hand out. Uh, the the guy with the uh, the gun um, pulls out of his uh, his like tactical vest uh, a cred stick and hands it to you. It's oh. like full payments on there. Oh, you're the best. All right, I'll uh, 
slot it and then hand the cred stick back. And then uh, I gently place him into the car. Very so gently. <laughs> like a little baby. And I, and I buckle him up. All right, he's probably going to be out for a while. Uh, just make sure he's make sure he can breathe. But it should be fine. Yes, we can take it from minutes. here, Boomer. Our, uh, oh, our I, I con- make contract sure. is complete. Uh, please return to your van and leave. Oh, just making sure you got a medical attention. <laughs> All right, miss. If you need us again, give us a call. I hope I never do. Eh, I, I understand. Uh, but then she does look at you and go, thank you. Well, have a good one. I <laughs> close the door. I, I go back to talking to the guy about his machine gun. He guides, he walks you back, he escorts you back to the van, basically, and finally uh, goes, yeah, I got it on discount, too. Oh, <laughs> Grandpa. Gun pose. Hey, you want to you wanna hook me up with your dealer? Nope. And he, tur- <laughs> he turns and walks away. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> uh, the Frank. mage and him both get inside, um, and they wait for you guys to leave. Alright, as soon as Boomer's in spot, I'll get the hell out of there. Cool. You guys drive off. Uh, Boomer, I assume you share the pay. Duh. So that's uh, 11k extra for everybody. Look, mates, I did that just in case they wanted to get squarely, and then you guys could still get the money. I ain't the kind to try to double cross. It's not honorable. Never crossed my mind, Boomer. Well, (laughs) you know, first time working together... Never can really trust somebody until it's just how the Shadowrun thing works. Uh, just let you know. <laughs> future reference. <laughs> I'm a good guy. You guys uh, drive off. Bumbles, do you deposit them at their respective homes? Uh, I suppose. Are you, uh, Mouse, are you going back home or are you going to docks? I'm going to docks. Okay. Uh, it's pretty late, but you have a key. Uh, <laughs> well, Doc li- lives in the back. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the shop's closed. He's probably asleep. It's, like, midnight at this point, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. He's probably up watching late-night TV. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> watching the news or late-night TV, yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, she gives you coordinates in Redmond. Um, uh, well, I suppose I'd drop Kashmir off first. Kashmir yeah. actually lives somewhat nearby you. Right. Is he on the way to Redmond? Because we're in Bellevue now, right? Uh, yeah, no, you are at the southern end of Bellevue, yeah. All right, so I'll drop Kashmir off first at your home. Uh, and then is Boomer on the way to... Boomer's basically west and, uh, Mouse is east from where you are. So it's just side and side. But if you're going to end up at your safe house, then it would be Boomer first. All right, yeah, I think I was considering that. I think I'll take Boomer home. Okay, you drive over to Tacoma and drop Boomer off at his, uh, his little apartment. And then I head, I head into Redmond. Yep. Drop mouse off. Yep. At the uh, clinic. Do you want to come in? Sure. <laughs> I think there's probably leftovers if you want to watch late night TV with me and Doc. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. And uh, the two of you go back around back the uh, clinic. Uh, mouse has the key to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc is, in fact, staying up uh, watching late night TV, waiting for you to come home. Right. Uh, he's got... Uh, one tin of leftovers uh, preserved in the uh, the fridge for you, but he tries to whip something up for Bumbles, and he's like, I, I wasn't expecting you to bring a friend home, uh, Mouse. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Doc. 
and he he's reaches in his out. Underwear. His, he's he is in his he's in boxers, and he is a massive troll. Uh, big even for a troll. Um, he even in his own house, he has to kind of duck his head a little. Um, and he reaches out a hand like as big as your head to shake your hand. And I shake his hand, and I say, "Hello, I'm Bumbles." Nice to meet you, Bumbles. You guys were working together tonight. Yeah, he has drones. Yeah, I do have drones. Drones can be handy. Um, let me just get you some food, and then you guys. Uh, he whips up. He reheats Mouse's food. Whips up something really quick, uh, mostly soy based for uh, for Bumbles, and uh, sits on the couch with you guys on either side of him. <laughs> uh, as uh, you guys just kind of sit there and munch on food, and then start. Eventually, the silence is broken as you all laugh at the same joke. <laughs> and uh, then I don't find the silence awkward at all. <laughs> I enjoy the food quite a bit. It's hilarious and adorable. <laughs> and yeah, the night passes where you sleep over. Bumbles, he can eat. I got a. I got him. Uh, I got, I got a like inflatable mattress you can um, use, that, that's a, or a bunch yeah. of gurneys in the clinic. Yeah, there's also the morgue sleeves there that sounds <laughs> fun. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he wants to sleep there, honey. Um, you know, that's a lovely offer, um, but I actually do have a place nearby, so uh, I think I will head back there for the night. All right, thanks nice. for hanging out. Yeah, nice Thank you to for meet the invitation. you. It was lovely to meet you, Doc. Likewise, Bumbles, uh, and. Bumbles leaves, and he turns to you and goes, who the frag was that? <laughs> uh, he's my friend. Uh, all right. And he kind of looks a little confused and goes, friend. He has a van named Spot. Yeah. Uh, you can tell me all about it in the morning. I'm turning in. <laughs> okay. I send, uh, uh, the, I send a group text. Oi, Dragon's Den, now. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and what, a selfie of, like, you and your going out gear? <laughs> Me and Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I go to bed. I don't know if anyone joins you for your night out, Boomer. I, uh, I send a text back, uh, perhaps another night, and <laughs> I return to my nostalgia-filled safe house in Redmond. Yeah, you almost got that blood stain out. Yeah, it's almost. so close. <laughs> I have upgraded the mousetrap situation since yeah. last time. <laughs> uh, my message of fear and terror among the rodent population <laughs> remains. <laughs> uh yeah and what about you uh oh god well i don't know if the buses are running this late um, i can come pick you up <sighs> yes i need a drink all right after a little bit you hear like outside of your um apartment just brum, 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 and uh you oh, uh, you get the text from Boomer saying he's there. Uh, you walk out, and he is driving a very sexy car. Uh, oh, it's basically okay. like a futuristic Dodge Charger. Um, what color is it, Boomer? Red. Red. I like. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a, it's like well, me. it's a Thunderbird like remastered. Yeah, for, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it's a bright red color, uh, custom paint job. Um, wow, Boomer. Tricked out rims. My goodness, don't. Uh... Don't show this to Bumbles. He may get jealous. <laughs> right? Oh, you know it'd make him even more jealous. I let you drive. <gasps> oh, that really? <laughs> no, that, no. Well, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, you ain't hammered yet, and there's always grid guide. So, ah, uh, that's just grid guide. Uh, just for the night. <laughs> I'm a little tired, and I just no, don't want to. I'm not using fragging grid guide. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, buckle in. 
Yes. Um, I'm serious. I'm not moving this till you buckle up. No. Yep. Absolutely. You know how many people die from car accidents <laughs> every year? I, I'm not sure I do, but I've been a buckled lot. for the past minute a and a half. A friggin' lot. I'm, I am sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So you guys party a bit. Uh, and then go your separate ways. Um, all you guys are, you know, continuing business as usual for a little while. Like the next day. Yeah. Well, no, actually for like, basically like a a week or two passes. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, you got, you got a decent payout, you know, Mm. no more calls from your fixer or anything like that until about like a week and a half later. Um, you each get a respect, a call from your respective fixers basically saying that, uh, there's another job for you, uh, and it's with a team that you just finished running with. Uh, someone seemed to like the way you handled the previous job as a team and uh, wants to hire you guys for something else. Not much more details beyond that, even for Mr. Hurst. All they, can, all they know is that this person used to be a Shadowrunner. Oh. About, about, yeah, it's been about five years since that person's been active in the Shadows, uh, to anyone's knowledge. The person who's hiring us? Yes, the Johnson. Okay, good. Not Helen. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, I I accept the job. I do as well, and I find one of like a handful of suits that is not stained. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Let's nice. see if we can keep it that way to the meeting. You can get the call from Freya. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who it is? Um no, I I don't really, hun. I'm sorry. Uh I've I've heard about him before. Uh, some people call him Pretty B. Some people call him Pretty Boy. Is it is it? Does Onyx sound like a name that you might be? No. no, no, definitely not Onyx. I know Onyx. That guy's a shit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you laugh at. <laughs> but uh, this this uh, this Pretty Boy. Um, he hasn't really uh, been active for a little while. He's been out of the business for a little bit, and even when he was, when even when he was, uh, I mean, even when he was running the shadows, uh, I don't really know what he was up to. Oh, he ran with a pretty tight knit crew, from what I can understand. Well, and you like know everybody, so that's kind of crazy. Well, I don't know everybody, honey. I, oh, you said you knew everybody. Uh, right, that's right. Doc told me about this thing you have. Um, not literally everybody. I was uh, I was speaking figuratively. I know a lot of people, but oh, I okay. don't know th- them. <laughs> okay. Um, but you think it's okay? Because the last one we went on was kind of like creepy. Creepy? Yeah, like we went to go and like finished the job and they were all like scary and there was a mage and he had a spirit. Oh, well, yeah. You know, those, those corporate suits, they always expect Shadowrunners to be backstabbing thieves. Uh, and probably they just overcompensated in case you guys tried to, uh, pull one out from underneath them. Oh, okay. Where'd I go? Uh, these coordinates and, uh, sends you some coordinates. Um, it's, uh, in the middle of Auburn, um, some, abandoned warehouse in Auburn. Okay. Also, uh, about two days prior to this mouse, you mm-hmm. did get a notification on your, uh, on your deck, uh, saying that, um, Victor had left the Se- the greater Seattle area. Okay. Uh, what else did you have it set to tell you? Just that, just if he left or, um, and like timestamp it 
Yeah. Um, so he left that night. That's when you got it. Um, and is it supposed to track him after that? Is it supposed to keep sending stuff back and forth? Yeah. Cool. Um, so it arrived, it arrived in, uh, um, uh, Detroit, then, uh, nothing else after that. Okay. Um, was it like tracking like pure trace, like as in like geo track, like tracking yeah, like GPS? Just, mm- yeah. It stays in the airport at Detroit and doesn't go anywhere until I guess later that night when it moves to a landfill. <laughs> he like he threw away the phone. Oh, okay. So how's everyone getting to the meet? Uh what time? Oh, did Freya night? tell us that Freya, it- you were all informed mm-hmm. by your fixers that it is with the previous crew that you ran with. Um what time of night is it? Uh this is actually in the uh like late afternoon, so it's probably like two or three oh, in the great. afternoon. Uh then the buses are running. <laughs> um where is Auburn in relation to Bellevue? Uh south. South. All right. I sw- well, you know, I'd send out a little message to everyone. Like, I can pick you up if you like. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That would be great. So I'm sure. actually in Bellevue. So there's a soy box on the corner of A Street and Q Avenue. Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> street. <laughs> and I, you can come pick me in there. All right, I pick up everyone in the most logical pattern that there is based on geography. Uh, that would be picking <laughs> up uh, everyone except Bumbles, uh, and then you have to... God damn it. Uh, <laughs> that would be picking up everyone except Boomer, um, who's in Tacoma. You kind of have to go around Auburn to get to uh, Tacoma, um, but you can go there and pick Boomer up and then go from Tacoma over to Auburn. Sure. Do I have, do I have time to get a suit before all this? Yeah, if you want to go suit shopping, go suit shopping. I'm going suit shopping. Oh, hello, everybody. It's good to see you again. Um, Quick question. Did you set up a th- that thing where you could tell if he left, if, if Victor left? You said I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I just wish I knew how he could have done. You can tell that she's hiding. Oh, can I? Yeah. Oh, yes, I know I did, but... Did you? Yes. <laughs> and what happens if, well, did he leave? Yep. <laughs> oh, and what happens when he does leave? I can tell where he's going. <laughs> She's, uh, Mouse is hunched over, awkwardly sitting tightly, staring at the back of the seat in front of her. Like. <laughs> oh, and just you? Mm-hmm. And he, he left. Where'd he go? Away. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. Thank you so much. And I like I It's give... Detroit. It's Detroit and then oh. and then it's in a landfill in Detroit. Oh, a landfill. That's smart. That's oh, that's a smart boy. Um right? You can like transfer a fake ID I'm assuming. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not tied to a comm link. Oh, that's that's a smart boy. Thank you so much. And I, I give Mouse a hug. Ah! <laughs> Am I picked up yet? Oh, I like hugs. Uh no, Boomer. <laughs> you sent them coordinates to pick you up at a suit shop. The coordinates to the suit shop that you are currently in. Um, getting, uh, picking up your suit that you got tailored for a little bit ago. Um, so you walk in and you see the, uh, the, it's a, it's a smaller, so it's in Tacoma, um, not too far from where you are. It's a like mom and pop shop and, uh, there's two trolls that run it and, um, you walk in and, uh, they're like, Oh, hello, Boomer. (laughs) 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 Oh, you too. 
we we I, got I your you. we got your suit all ready and stitched up for you. Oh, I'm glad to hear. Just in time too. It's it's hard to do the secret pockets like you wanted, but we think we got them right. Oh, I'm sure you did. That's why uh, that's why my buddy recommended you. Yes, Yama is a big troll. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he hits like a truck too. I've noticed. <laughs> but it was all in good fun. I asked him to. <laughs> oh yeah. You, <laughs> you don't realize how alive you are until he punches you. <laughs> That's a really strange thing to say. I did it because of a dare. <laughs> I like you. We like you too, Boomer. We should go Gre for drink sometime. Grep, Grep Boomer's here with his suit. And uh, Grep comes walking out uh, and hands you a very nicely tailored suit with some secret pockets for you to hide your guns in. Oh, oh I think I already love this as much, almost as much as I love my guns. I, I made sure to stitch in some armoring like you asked. It's not the best of armor, but it's pretty good. Oh, that's all I need. It's just for meetings. Oh, this looks amazing. You have a dressing room? Um, I, yeah, I got, it's... I gotta try it on. Right oh. next to you. Oh, right. Oh, I can you fit so in? Yeah, you can fit in there. We made them large enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he goes in, he puts on the suit. Now it walks a very snazzy-looking Oni. Yep, uh, and right about that moment, uh, the team pulls up, and uh, you join them in the van. Looking sharp. Oh, Boomer. Oh, goodness, the suit. It's interestingly tailored. Very... <laughs> oh, it's like... All right, look, I'm an Oni. I don't just fit into any suit. Right, no, it's great. It's great for you. It's just, I... Um... Hmm. I will be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and I get out of the car and I go in the store. Oh, hello. Welcome. Hi, my name's Bumbles. You just uh, made a suit for my friend Boomer. Yeah, it's... Did it... Did something go wrong with it? No, it's wonderful. Um, if you can make a suit for him look that good, <laughs> can you make a suit for me? Yeah, that's what we do here. Great. <laughs> Let I actually lo lock them. Would you like to? I actually, I'm sort of. I have a meeting to get to, but could I, you know, make an appointment for later? Maybe come back get fitted. Yeah, we could fit you now, and it will only take a second. Oh, all right. Let's do that. Uh, lock them. Walks up. Uh, with a little scanner gun, and just goes like, zzz, zzz. right. The turn, future. turn, turn <laughs> round, please. I do. Zzz, zzz. All right. Grep's pretty good at mocking up uh, options for the clients. We can have some for you by tomorrow. That would be great. All right. We'll see you tomorrow then. Perfect. And I'll hold out my hand to shake. And they both shake your hand at the same time. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> All right. Great to meet you. I'll see you tomorrow. And as you're walking out, you hear, Bumbles or Boomer, I already forgot. We'll just put Bumbles and Boomer on the ticket. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get back in the car. And 
I'm still questioning Boomer about his suit. Now, the stitching here, these were... These are very far apart. Did did the person who made this suit have very large hands? (laughs) Oh, the smithing on this armor, though, is excellent. (laughs) Uh, And you guys drive towards the meat. Wait, is this Shadowrunner an episode of (laughs) Frasier? Good God, Niles. (laughs) Uh, You guys drive towards the meet in the middle of Auburn to meet with the uh, mysterious pretty boy figure. Uh, And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Getting suits. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.